Welcome to another edition of the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. I forgot to say that last week. Yeah, you did. I was wondering if people would ever call in and say, hey, who was that guy that was hosting with you? I mean, I'm unforgettable, right? Yeah, I mean... At least in your mind. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> so anyway, with me as always is the Director of Technical Service. That's Paula Jamis. And since we're, I'm already being conceded, Paul, we do live in a judgment-free zone, right? This no, is a I, studio without judgment? I judge. Oh, okay. Because... You know, it's the end of September. When this airs, it'll be October. And usually my wife does the drop off at school. <laughs> so, you know, anytime you have an, you know, my, my youngest is in preschool and you're always wondering, is the new teacher, you know, you question yourself and you don't know. And, you know, I've seen emails from her and such. And, you know, this morning my wife had to be in work early. So I, I finally did the drop off and I walk into the classroom and I realized I went to high school with the teacher. Now, let me put this into perspective. Our Carboline's Research and Development Headquarters is in a city. We're, we're actually in Brentwood, which is a suburb of St. Louis. Jack lives up the street. Yep. And he grew up up the street from there. Acro across the creek. His older son goes to the same schools that he went to. He coaches on the football team with the people that he went to high school and played football with. It doesn't get much more small town than that. And considering that we're theoretically considered to be part of St. Louis, it is absolutely insane. Well, now, it's, that's why mind, everybody loves it, because it's a, a little small town in the middle of St. Louis County. Now, this is truly the heart of one of the most famous things that you hear people from St. Louis. I'm not naturally from St. Louis, so when I answer this question, people look at me like I'm from a different oh, planet. That, yeah. But the question when you meet somebody, hey, my name's Paul, blah, blah, blah. Where'd you go to high school? It's is always the question. It's so weird. I, I don't get it, and I've caught myself doing it. And Which is why when you said judgment-free zone, eh, no, it's not, because that is truly what that question is about. I mean, you hate all things St. Louis except for, like, toasted ravioli. Oh, no, there's a lot I love about this. There's a lot I love. <laughs> but I also, like I said, I judge. But anyway, back around. I called my wife, and I was like, you know the teacher that we weren't sure about? And she's like, yeah. I went to high school with her. She's like, two months. Two months into school. And you're just now figuring that out? Dad of the year. <laughs> right here. So. <laughs> I think that's enough about my life. So if you want to weigh in and judge Jack on your own merit, you can reach him on Twitter. Jack's at Jack underscore CTSP. I'm at Paul underscore CTSP. You can always hit us on email at technical service at carboline.com. I mean, I'm sure most of the dads out there can relate. Oh, I'm sure they can. But all the moms out there are going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we're going to talk about a topic that unfortunately is near and dear to my heart. One of the things that is of great confusion when it gets into the coating of concrete world is moisture. Everybody knows moisture is bad. Like crossing the streams bad. But there seems to be a huge confusion between hydrostatic pressure and moisture vapor transmission rate. This is how big of a topic these are. We're going to cover these in two different segments. Sure. We're only going to really talk about hydrostatic pressure today. And we're going to leave moisture vapor transmission or water vapor transmission. That's going to be another podcast that we're going to do in the future because there's really... We're trying to keep them so that you can understand their, the separation between them. Well, there's a lot more to say about moisture vapor transmission than there is 
about hydrostatic pressure. Yeah, there really is. It's a that's a complicated process. So with hydrostatic pressure, and and I've heard this from people within the industry ask a question about hydrostatic pressure, and what they really are asking about is moisture vapor transmission rate. Because without getting into specialty coatings, there isn't a whole lot you can do about hydrostatic pressure. The real key to keep these in perspective is breaking it down to its most simple form. Hydrostatic pressure, breaking it down, it is static, meaning not moving, and hydro water. So this is going to be stationary water that is up against your surface. That water can be tied up in the soil. It can be because you are below the water table in your area, or there could be an artificial water table that's created in a space because you interfered with the flow of water from one area to another. There's a lot of different ways that these zones can be created, but it's always going to be an area where the water has come to and stopped. Correct. So that means the pressure is always constant. We're not going to get into Pascal's law or anything like that, but uh-huh. and one of the that was things- some ear, we, we call that ear candy for the engineers. <laughs> yeah. One of the other things to remember about this, hydrostatic pressure is always going to be below grade. Correct. So it is a thing that you're going to see if you have an above grade slab that you are dealing with, hydrostatic pressure is not a thing. Unless somebody dug a hole underneath that slab and is shooting the fire hose at said slab. <laughs> <laughs> Unless that would be interfering with the flow of the water. Unless Pennywise the clown is under your slab. (laughs) So hydrostatic pressure is always a below grade thing. Moisture vapor transmission happens below grade, on grade, all of the above. Okay. I mean, you deal with moisture vapor transmission just in an office space. That's what you breathe. That's the moisture coming out, the humidity in the air. The other thing to keep in mind is... Hydrostatic pressure, you absolutely have to go to a very limited number of specialty coatings. Moisture vapor transmission in concrete, there are allowable rates for all coatings. Now, sometimes if you have high moisture vapor transmission rates, you do have to go to specialty coatings. But there are allowable rates because the moisture vapor transmission is measured in a per area per time type of number. Right. So when, if you remember back to episodes number 17 and number 41, we did an update to the SSPC SP13 NACE number six, which is the surface prep of concrete segments that we did. When we're dealing with moisture content, like Jack said, the square footage per time, one of the most common ones is the ASTM F1869. And that is the three pounds for in a 24 hour period for a thousand square feet kind of test. That's that measurement we do with the calcium chloride. It's that time again. It's that time to remind you that Carboline pays the bills for this thing. So we'd like to take a minute to talk about the CarboSeal 985. CarboSeal 985 is a versatile polyaspartic floor coating that you can use with quartz, metallic. You can put flake in it. You can use it neat. It has a very long working time with a quick return to service. You're usually getting about a 45 minute working time and you're walking on it in two hours. So once again, that's the Carboseal 985. For more information, go to www.carboline.com. So now we're going to break down hydrostatic pressure and the most common way that people, at least in the Midwest, can relate to because we have basements here in the Midwest. With hydrostatic pressure, remember that we talked about concrete being a sponge. Okay. We talked about that in those episodes, the 17, for sure. So I want you to think about a below grade basement that's concrete walled. Now, the best way 
to give an example of hydrostatic pressure would be a pool of water sitting underneath the topsoil leaning against the concrete wall of the basement. And this truly is the way it is. When when we talk about buried service, as Carbline and many other paint companies consider it the same way, buried service is the same as immersion service because there is so much water that's in the soil. It's going to hold it at and up against your surfaces. This is why in most new construction, you will see when they do a below grade concrete foundation, they will typically coat the exterior of the walls prior to backfill. This helps create a barrier that is less permeable than the concrete. This is kind of important because a lot of people like, I would love to, I got that center block basement. I would love to go down in my basement and put like, an inch of polyurea <laughs> and just be done. Yeah, that would that would take care of it. The, well, kind of, but then I would have water in between my cinder block and my polyurea. Yeah, but the, you could eventually control it just from the inside. And I know we've talked about this a lot as a problem in basements, but keep in mind, a basement really isn't much different than just a concrete tank. It's got four sides and a bottom. Yep. And if you were to fill your basement up with water, it would generally hold water. Yeah. So we frequently will talk with people about the same thing. It's a concrete tank, a swimming pool, a basement. Anything that's below grade and made of concrete is going to behave similarly. And one of the things that governs that rate of how fast does moisture or how much pressure does moisture present there, it's going to be dependent on what's on the inside and the outside. So in a basement, you have visible moisture that you can see come through when you have these hydrostatic problems because there's no pressure on the inside and the water is always going to go to the less concentrated and path of least resistance so it tries to come through you'll see a lot of times when people do a lining on a concrete tank especially one below grade they can go for years and years and years and as long as that tank is always full there's never a problem. As soon as they take the water out of it or the sludge out of it or whatever it is that's inside of it, when that pressure is removed from the inside of the tank, that's when you start to see these blisters and delaminations happen. Like Jack said, with polyureas, it's a big thing because their cohesive bond is very, very strong, but their adhesion is frequently very low. So you end up with this blister that stays together because it is so strong to itself that it doesn't break open. But now you have this blister with water on the back of it. That's why I said an inch. Yeah. <laughs> very, very cost prohibitive. Even even working for the paint company, it's cost prohibitive. Yeah. So let's kind of review here about the big factors with hydrostatic pressure. It's almost always going to be below grade. It is involving non-moving water. It's the water that's sitting up against the wall that's, that's static in the soil. And it creates that non-moving it still creates a pressure on that concrete surface. If you think about it like a water balloon. So you got that water balloon just sitting on the table, non-moving. Take a needle, poke a hole in that balloon, little stream of water just comes out. It's the same thing as if there were to be any problems with your concrete or foundation. It is constantly applying pressure to that area, allowing a release of the water. And like we said, the best way to help minimize these effects, if you're in an area with a high water table or a lot of moisture through the area in an area that gets a lot of rain, one of the best ways to help minimize these effects, we're never going to eliminate it or prevent it, but to minimize it is with good moisture control on the outside of your surface when you do the install. That's with coatings on the outside or moisture vapor barriers on the outside of it. 
that's with good water management and water controls on the outside, whether that is with drain tiles or with, with actual piping features that they put in, gravel with drains at the bottom of it. All of those things are going to help move the moisture away from your concrete bowl. Because hydrostatic pressure will always cause traditional coatings to fail. It really is just a matter of time. Sometimes it happens quick. Sometimes it takes a while, but they will fail from hydrostatic pressure. Well, I think that's all we have to say about this topic. We will definitely have a episode in the future where we address moisture vapor transmission. It'll kind of be a little bit more of a review from episode 17. But it will be strictly on moisture. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next Monday. Who put the light?